1: When red, red comes, bob, bob, bobbing along, along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song Wake up, wake up, you head, Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers But still I listen for us when he starts dropping his own sweet song I'm just a kid again doing what I did again singing in a song when the red bread
2: Sit joint bottom of League One as they slump to a fifth defeat in seven league games. The pressure is ramping up on Nigel Atkins. Welcome to Charlton Charlton Live. So hello and welcome to uh, yet another Charlton live, where we're going to be talking about another very disappointing display, 2-1 at loss at Wickham yesterday. My name is uh, Louis Mendes, and joining me to discuss the fact that the Addicts are joint bottom of League One and the pressure is massively ramping up on the boss and Nigel Atkins is uh, Mr. Louis Cat Hayden. Lou,
3: yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad despite yeah. yesterday.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the uh, those of us in attendance yesterday and those of us Following from afar as well, we'll have uh, found it another very disappointing display. <laughs> the fact that we nearly nicked a point out, they would, would have had to go down as a war crime. I mean, I think if we'd taken anything from that, it was uh, absolutely outrageous that we, that we came close to levelling and up in, in the dying stages. But, you know, another really shocking poor performance where we were so out of it, uh, unfortunately. Uh, we're going to hear the highlights of that game in, in just a few moments' time. We're here, of course, my interview with uh, Nigel Adkins, the under-pressure Uh, Nigel Atkins I did ask him to address some of the uh, the more disappointing aspects of the display and of course the fact that quite a few fans uh, were calling for his head in the away end uh, Adams Park uh, yesterday we're also going to hear uh, some views uh, from outside the stadium Lewis uh, went out and uh, well spoke to you know some some very aggrieved fans, I think it's fair to say, but they did they did speak with a cool head as well, which I I, I praise them and, and thank them for uh, on on the pod, which we'll hear later. Uh, plenty of your tweets and emails as well. Uh, I mean, before we hear the highlights, Lewis, and uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I said we, we did actually nearly nick something, which would have been outrageous, but you know, may, maybe a good fifteen minutes at the start, a couple of half chances for Jonathan Lecco, but then faded into almost exactly the same performance as, as what we've seen for. The majority of this season, until maybe Corey Blackett Taylor changed things for the last five ten minutes, we've got a goal back, um, nearly nicked something, which would as 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 I can't keep uh, I keep emphasising would have been outrageous. Um, But yeah, oh dear, where do we go from here? But uh, Nigel Adkins majorly under pressure,
3: yeah, massively so, and um, like you say, yesterday. I was quite optimistic going into it when the team came out a little bit, you know, it was a changing system that we've been calling out for um, trying something new, which was welcomed because what we were doing before wasn't, wasn't working. And uh, yeah, started fairly okay, you know, looked a, a bit more organized going forward. I liked that we had the wing backs, but apart from that, you know, once Wickham got themselves ahead, we sort of came off the gas completely and, Again, another really shocking performance where we just look completely inept of any idea. We just, we don't know what, what kind of football we want to play. We we keep lumping it long to Stockley, who's either marked out of a game by two defenders or is is losing the ball in the air. I mean, they had that tough Azoli on him yesterday, who's, I didn't even realise how tall he was. He's like the same height as Stockley. So he kind of kept him quiet all game. Um, it was only really when Stockley came off and Corey Blackett-Taylor had come on and we changed up the system a little bit that we looked more threatening because we didn't have that long ball as an option. But by them, you know, 2-0 down and and it's too, you're leaving yourself too late. And um, yeah, a, a lot of pressure from for Nigel Adkins now to turn this around. Obviously, we've got a, a quick turnaround as well with a game on Tuesday away to Gillingham, which again is no easy task. And with a sold-out away end, the pressure really is going to be on because if we turn out a performance like that again, you fear just how toxic it can be. Obviously, we we spoke briefly there about the atmosphere at the end of the game and, and fans calling for his head and a couple of chants sort of midway through the second half and um, questioning his tactical decisions. Um, yeah, it's a man under pressure, um, a football club with with higher expectation to where we are now. And um, as we've said before, it's incredibly concerning the starting that we've that the start that we have made. I, I didn't expect it to be as bad as it is, and. Usually, you, you lose a few and you can you can bounce back, especially at home. But we just look completely out of it. We look completely out of our depth, and it's a, a real worry at the moment. Mm,
2: certainly is right. Well, strap yourselves in. This is the highlights coming up now from Charlton TV. Steve Brown uh, was alongside Terry Smith. Hillary
4: can come and claim. Quickly taken, looking for either Washington or Stockley. Goes to the chest of Stockley. Tries to tee up Washington. Does so, and uh, it's a good ball into Lecco in the penalty area on the right hand side. Drills it across. Takes a deflection. Takes a sting out of the shot from Jacobson, and it's into the arms of Stop oh. It's back to Suarez, takes on his man, goes past him, on the left-hand side, ball into the box, it's a low one. Comfortably cleared by Stewart, but straight to fanwell Ball to Arta. Arta. ball into the box, to find Lecco. Lecco turns up against Stewart, gets a shot away, and it's in the side netting, just momentarily. Thought they might have sneaked in, but must have taken a deflection, and it's away for the Charlton corner. Yeah.
5: I mean, that's yeah, excellent from
4: From The ball forward has gone straight to McCleary, edge of our Charlton box, and um, McCleary cuts it back, It's with Horgan. He goes back to Thompson, takes a shot off the post! A snap shot that uh, McGilvery couldn't have got anywhere well, near. He comes out to meet and uh, Scowan kept his run going, he's in the edge of the area, ball across. No Wickham player within uh, ten yards of the ball across. Fortunately for Charlton, Gunter didn't know where it was going. He knew a beat was close
5: didn't take the risk and puts the ball away yeah. for the Wickham corner yeah I think Ainsworth will be cursing, and no one's got any end of that that's a very good move from start that's to finish back out to Abita. he reverses
4: the pass back to McCleary Oren makes a run Dobson can't get the tackle in McCleary the shot away to the left hand side who's an arse from Wickham I'm not sure it was as close as that but uh, he got his shot away and I think just for a split second very looked concerned the outside the Charlton penalty area finds Abita on this Charlton right hand side, up edge of the penalty area, looking to take on Gunter, goes back out to Scour. Can't pick his way past the Charlton defence, so he finds McCleary, Dobson in front, now gets a shot away and buries it. The snap shot, and quite might McCleary is going towards the Charlton fans, I've
5: no idea. But it's 1-0 to the home side. Because he's not very bright, I would have said. Because that's just something you don't need to do. Uh, but he, I did say earlier that is their danger man. When he gets the ball to feet, can we not give him too much time and space to take you on, to shift the ball from left to right to give himself an opportunity to strike? It is a great strike, but we, you know, a bit similar to last week's goal. We've got eight players behind the ball, and yet he scores from 50. Uh, sorry, from 22 yards. In truth, it has been coming. The last 10 or 15 minutes, they really have put the pressure on. They've been asking questions with deliveries into the box. They've hit the post. Uh, and we've not done enough to keep the ball in their half to stop that pressure mounting and mounting. And eventually, we've dropped a little bit too deep. He's cut inside onto that right foot, and we didn't get tight enough to make the block. 1-0 Wickham.
4: Wickham, one the take again. It's into Grimmer. on the edge of the box. It was a tee-up from Vokes to Horne. We've spotted Grimmer in space to his Right the instant shot didn't trouble McGilvray but uh, another warning sign
5: for the addicts yeah I mean he's, he's totally unmarked isn't he Grimmer oh, we've got away with one back there back in
4: possession we'll find McCleary the beater on the overlap McCleary ignores him sends the ball into the box it's a header back across this time from Grimmer nobody
5: there and it goes away for the goal kick yeah. again cross comes in too easy they win the first header They've had a couple of moments in this first half where they put a ball across our six-yard line, no one on the end of it. They've just put a header across, well, it was only two or three yards out, right across goal, no one reading it or anticipating it. I mean they're well and truly on top now. Wickham, that is. Yeah, it was a probably the first half hour. It was a
4: fairly evenly contested affair, but since that point, Wickham taking control. And a currently short one up, short corner taken into McCleary He drills it across, it needs a save from McGilvery and he's livid with his defenders for not picking that up it was Washington who ended up spotting the danger going across to McCleary couldn't stop the shot coming in
5: and Mac- uh, McGilvery had to palm it over the bar yeah and that's two so you can be forgiven for getting caught unawares of one short corner in the first 45 but we can't switch off twice in, in a game out to the left hand side and a beater cross field ball
4: Pierce gets a flick on it I think it was important he did it's run through to Horan Horan back to Jakobsen Jacobson ball into the box. It's a deep one, Abita's there, heads it back across. McCleary with a simple header.
5: has made it 2-0. Yeah, and I said earlier that you just can't keep allowing crosses to come into your box without getting tight. We're getting pulled all over the place in terms of our formation. Players aren't sure who to mark, they're not sure who goes out to get tight. But someone needs to get tight and stop crosses. Not only did we not stop the cross and we weren't tight, we weren't anywhere near the header, we we've put it back across the goal, and we weren't anywhere near McCleary who's headed in from. I mean, he will not have a simpler goal in his entire career than that one there. He could have done anything with any part of his body to put that into the back of our net, and we didn't get near the crosser, we didn't get near the header of the ball back across the goal, and we didn't get near the player that put it in the back of our net. 2-0. The shades of the uh, two goals that were scored by Cheltenham on Saturday
4: where nobody stopping crosses and nobody marking being in the box. Can he get a shot away? Lee instead touches it right to Fanway. Brown finds Lee again in the box. Takes the shot, deflected off of Jakobsen. It's another important touch from the left back. And Cheltenham will have another corner. Corner taken. Lavelle jumps, gets his head to Lavelle and he scores! Sam Lavelle, it's his opening goal for the Addicts, brings Cheltenham back in the game. With three and a half minutes or so left to play, can be an interesting few minutes as well.
5: Well, Let's deal with the goal first. The delivery to the far post was exquisite, and it was well met by Lebel. It's a very, very powerful header that beats Stockdale at his near post. He doesn't come across. I think he's been caught out by the power of the header. He didn't come across his goal quick enough to make the save, and that does make for a rather interesting last couple of minutes. Stevenson's there as well. Pierce gets something on it, and it drops to. Washington, drops it to Davison, Washington wants
4: one, a flick, on oh, no! goal! Just past the post, I think it was Taffazzoli Zoli, who got the last
5: touch, and it's just past the right-hand post and away for the corner. Yeah, and it was a really poorly struck shot, that's hit a defender and gone wide, but Stockdale again has got his weight transferred to the left, and if that's inside the post, he's never getting across to make the save. Lee this time at the corner, sends it into the box, it's a tricky one, oh, and he's dropped
4: it to keeper! Stockdale can't cover but it's getting to the it, six-shot bus cleared away. Charlton within inches of getting another equaliser. Arter picks it up at the addicts, ball into the box, cleared away by Jakobsen. Looking for a cross up and crossing opportunity, gets it back to Arto, takes a shot, deflected and Tafazzoli clears it away and that's the last action of the game. Charlton made a fist of it in the last 10 minutes or so of the game, but the damage had already been done in the first
2: 70. There we go. The highlights from Charlton TV. Thanks to to Brownie and, and to Tell. Um, oh, it doesn't make it any easier. I mean, all right, let, let let's get straight to it then, Lewis. In or out, Nigel Atkins? I think I think we're we're, we're there now. We we heard the chance from the fans. Uh, plenty calling for his head. Plenty of tweets and emails coming in uh, along the same lines. Um, I I I think on this show we 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 always try and be very level headed. Uh, we 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 don't try to jump the gun, but we're certainly having this this conversation now, aren't we?
3: Yeah, we are, and um, you know it's a difficult. One I, like we say on here, we we try to to keep side with with the manager and, and you know have faith that they're able to turn it around. You know, Nigel Atkins is he's no newbie to this game. He's he's a manager with a strong CV at this level. He's achieved great things with Scunthorpe and Southampton at this level previously. Um, he's got a great record of bringing youth through and, and developing youth players. He's a manager that's got a great CV at this level. Um, at the moment here, it doesn't seem to be working. And it's concerning because the back end of the last season, we were fairly impressive under him. But the problem that's kind of stuck out, even even in that moment when we were performing and we just missed out on those playoffs last year the issue that was always called into question was the way we played and the style and, and opting for that long ball to Jaden Stockley. And I think Tom's mentioned it before that as as good a signing as Jaden is, that there were some sort of size thinking, oh, that doesn't mean we play long ball all season. And yet, and that's what we're seeing at the moment. And it's not even a long ball that's coming off because there's no one up there with him. And and it's there's these, you know, tactical decisions and things that are coming into question. I thought Yesterday, that the decision to leave uh, Charlie Kirk and DJ at home was a strange one because when we brought on a natural winger and Corey Blackett-Taylor, that's when we looked the most dangerous. And for whatever reason, that hasn't worked. Whether they, Wickham have better, are better prepared for it and, and have caught us out there, I don't know. But whatever's happened, we lined up with the wing-backs and it wasn't effective. It, it pulled Akin Fanwell out of position on the left-hand side and it pulled Lavelle out of position on the right. And then you had Pierce in the middle trying to mop up and it and it just it was causing all sorts of chaos. And then, like I say, when we changed the system around and we bought on a natural winger, Corey Blackie Taylor was having a field day. He was our best player for those he was on the pitch for I don't even know how long, ten, fifteen minutes. And he, it completely changed the way we set out and he caused them all sorts of chaos. And I you know, that that for me, especially with those two wingers, it we've spoken about Kirk needing an attacking left back to maybe come out of his shell a little bit more. That's how we played best at crew. We've got Papa Papasuarian who started yesterday, but we leave Kirk at home. DJ, I, I don't think the, based on how he started, given how negatively we've started as a team, that he deserved to be dropped. I think he's been one of our best performers. And if you look at the end there, if you'd have had Corey Blackett Taylor one side and DJ on the other, we would have been really pushing for an equaliser and if we'd even been in that position in the first place. But these are all things that have come and gone now and, and we have to just deal with that. But I understand the frustration with fans. I mean, I, there will be serious questions over over whether Nigel is the right man for the job. Um, I'd love to give him the the time to turn it around because, you but know... How, how much football. time?
2: How much time? Because, I mean, we, 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 we're going we, I asked him how long you allow t- a aside to jail, okay? and that is one of the mitigating circumstances. And this is obviously... comes down to the ownership as well. The fact that the transfer window was slow... Uh, and effectively we're starting again but in in the meantime you need to see an improvement and we've not seen an improvement if anything we're regressing so how much time do you give him before you know you have to say enough's enough and and just accept it's not going to work
3: yeah that that's the the side I'm on really you know I, I feel like I'd like to give him time but I think given where we are at the moment and given the expectations set at the start of the season and where we are as a football club right now and where we've been Um, I don't think he has much left. I mean, the Gillingham game on on Tuesday, potentially, I I think, could be make or break for him. Um, You know, it's a a side that are struggling a little bit as well. Um, And we've got to be going there trying to get the win because we have to turn this around because the next two home games back-to-back, again, another Saturday, Tuesday, against Portsmouth and Bolton, who have both had fairly decent starts to the season. And, you know, if we, we underperform in both of those games off the back of a defeat to Gillingham, I mean, I can't if we don't pick anything up in these next three games i'd be very very surprised if nigel's still here
2: mm. um how much of the blame does the ownership and and the the transfer in, uh, group or whatever they call themselves take for this as well we, you know that slow transfer window we weren't ready to start the season we said that on thursday but it's plays a part in it you know and, and obviously this isn't exenuating um exonerating, sorry uh, nigel from any of the blame because like i say it's his team now and, and He'll he'll know very well that he he has to sort it out as soon as possible. But there's also th- this other part of it as well, which I think is fair to say: the fact that the slow transfer window has meant we've got into this season completely unprepared, and it's cost us seven games already. And if we're being honest, probably pretty much already ruled us out of the uh, of, of the promotion race. We're not far off it, surely.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. I was I was talking to my friend Kirky yesterday at the game, and, and we were both thinking surely that our season is not over before the end of September, but there's a real possibility that that's the case because we spoke about it a little bit off air before we came on. It's completely contradictory the way it's like this has played out because when the transfer window was slow and questions were being asked, the answer was always, you got to wait to the end to get the best players. You know, there's some truth in that. I agree. There probably are clubs waiting to do business before they let other people go like, you know, Lecco, for example, they, Bojan might not have let him go if they didn't get Troy Deeney in or, or whatever so I get that to an extent but also you can't now say well we've only just bought the players in so they need time to gel because you're giving teams like a two month head start and and if we've got serious am- aspirations and ambition to get out of this division this year you know we might do but we're going the wrong way the way we're playing at the moment we might go, get out of it going down but I don't think that'll be the case but also this, the expectation we've said this before was set at the start of the season and before the start of the season by Thomas, by Nigel and fans will buy into that energy because we have not had that for a long time because we've not had owners that care and we've, we've had absent owners that aren't around on the football inside whatsoever. Now we have an owner that's coming in and he's present. He was at the game yesterday and he would have heard the boos and, and the chance for Adkins to go out. So how he reacts to that is, is interesting to see, but you know, now that everything's been raised naturally because of this new owner bounce and because we've come out at the end of last season when Hull are lifting the trophy at the Valley saying that'll be us next year and we've come out and said we're going to blow the league apart, fans will buy into that because we haven't had that before. We've just worked on a shoestring and you know performed miracles by either getting promoted at Wembley or or unluckily going down. But that's where we are at the moment. You know, Fans in their head are thinking we should not be in this division, which we shouldn't be. I think I've said before, no one has a God-given right to get promoted. But as a football club, we should not be where we are. I mean, the fact that we're talking about Charlton sat joint bottom of League One is concerning. And, you know, that's why I meet with Nigel. Sadly, it doesn't all fall on his shoulders, I don't think, at all. I think we've made mistakes in the build-up to the, to the season with recruiting. And people need to take responsibility for that as well, because... I'm not sure that was all on Nigel. I, I imagine he wanted a team in at the start of pre-season. But we won't know those things. They're they're behind the scenes. But mistakes have been made. And sadly, the manager will be the one that takes the fall for it. And, you know, as we say, it probably rightly takes the blame for some of the performances at the moment and the way we've set out and the way we play. Because he's the one spending the time with them on the training ground and you know ultimately these next three games for us are huge mm. and if we get nothing then I can't see Nigel being here. Yeah. I mean you
2: mentioned that Thomas obviously was in attendance there um, went on Twitter again after the game which he does after pretty much every game uh, it says today's loss uh, puts us in a difficult position we have to start playing better uh, towards the end we gave ourselves a chance we need more of that uh, every minute on the pitch. Now I mean I, I I I do think that Thomas probably heaps a little bit of pressure on himself just by feeling the need to express an opinion after every game. I don't think that's something that every, that every owner would would want to be doing, but that is something that Thomas decided to do. Um, and, and because of that, we're going to talk about it. And sure enough, I'm sure people are going to notice the change in tone. There it puts us in a difficult position. I mean, you can read it whichever way you want, but when he puts it out there, you're you're going to read it and and make a decision. What's he thinking on that? And and again. He'll look, you look at that and you think, well, that he, the, the owner is coming out and saying we're in a difficult position. Again, that can't that that, that is more pressure on Nigel Atkins.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent, and I agree. It was it's worded in a way that we've not seen from him before. You know, by difficult position, do you mean it's a difficult position because we're so far off the playoff race and we're sat in the relegation zone, or is it a difficult position because he might be forced to make a change and the man that he's brought in to replace Lee Bowyer hasn't worked out? You know, it's difficult. Um, I. Personally, think Thomas will want to give him time because it's his man, and it's a difficult one to call because the fan pressure will build very quickly. I mean, we saw yesterday it's starting to get to that point. I called it a few weeks ago when there were boos against Wigan. Um, it was you know, I was thinking, oh, something's not right. Then there were the boos against Cheltenham, and I, I was thinking, you know, two more games and these boos will turn into you know, Adkins out, and and sadly, that's become the case. So the problem is at the moment is where we go if he does go, because I don't know out there in the market who you'd go for to bring in. I think the natural person to take it would be Johnny Jackson, and I think he'd probably be the fans' preference to take it as well. There were a few chants of Johnny Jackson's Red Army yesterday, um, but he'd have a job on his hands. You know, anyone that takes that role at the moment has got a job on their hands if Nigel's not here, because the players look completely devoid of any confidence whatsoever you know they they look all over the place there's frustration in every single player out there you could see him sort of stamping and shrugging yesterday at 2-0 down and um, that's not right you, you need someone in that dressing room that can lift that and at the moment I don't see anyone there capable of doing that apart from Johnny Jackson and whether that's something that that comes to fruition if, if Nigel does go then that's, that remains to be seen. But regardless of whoever gets it, if he's not here, it's a tough job because we're so far off that playoff race already that I think our season ambition is going to change massively.
2: I mean, uh, we've, we've not really spoken about the, the aspects of the performance itself. Um, you know, Probably did have a, a decent 15 minutes or so, actually. I think 15, 20. I think that was probably what the, uh, I remember sort of looking at the tweets midway through the first half and saying and seeing people saying, yeah, this is better. And I think I probably agreed it did feel a little bit better. But then after maybe Jonathan Lecco seemed to tire after about 20 minutes, we, we faded again. And uh, I mean, the goal from Gareth McCleary, uh, I mean, <laughs> 34-year-old Gareth McCleary, I saw him score his first ever goal in senior football playing for Bromley against Ramsgate about 15 years ago. But um, it's still going and, and sort of uh, made us look a bit silly at times, McCleary. And, I mean, not closed down for the first goal, given too much space. Second one, uh, two players unmarked, basically whoever headed it back across and McCleary himself for the header. I mean, these these, these simple defensive errors that we, we've been making time and time again. And, and again, it comes comes down to the first day of the season when we got our first clean sheet and Nigel wanted to see another 24. Well, I think we've seen, what, one since then?
3: Yeah, it's not good at all. And like you say, McCleary had a field day. He probably... In all those, since you saw him play at Bromley 15 years ago, he's probably not had an easier afternoon than he had yesterday because his first goal, he was given all the time in the world to, to pick out that finish just before half-time. That changes the whole dynamic of the team talk before we go in. Especially, as you say, we did have that sort of strong 15-minute spell at the start where things did look better and the changing system was working. But, you know, we this is our common theme. We have this every week now. It's, you know, even Naj comes out and says, really good 20 minutes and then... The game's 90 minutes, you know, and, and that's the issue. We, we, we do not seem to have it in the tank to be able to keep up, you know, a, a momentum if we're playing well. And the spells that we do have, we don't capitalise on it. We just sort of, you know, we, we didn't really create any chances yesterday until at the end. You know, we absolutely peppered them at the end. But in the build up to that, you, it was just, it felt like we were just, you know, floating around in midfield with it, trying to pick out passes. There were so many slack passes yesterday. I've never seen us give the ball away so much as yesterday it was absolutely shocking and yeah you know you go in at 1-0 at half time got to come out strong we didn't then again a mistake second goal mccleary completely open again makes it 2-0 and that's when the fans turn and then only then do we start making changes and yeah as you say the last what five ten minutes we had a bit we had a bit of a spell got ourselves back into it with Lavelle, but about you know 80 minutes too late (laughs) really it's just it's you know it was it was really um, really disappointing and I think you said in the intro if we'd have got anything out of that game which we very nearly did at the end it would have been a total injustice to Wickham
2: yeah well I mean, we should mention Harry Arter, and I think this is probably the first time I've mentioned his name since uh, before kickoff yesterday did he make an impact on the game I'm not sure uh, anywhere near enough as, as what Nigel Atkins would have hoped early no, days I don't... yeah I'm sorry though but.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Early days. And, and I was saying yesterday, I, I think he hasn't played a lot of football. Has he at club level? I think he's played a bit for Ireland, but I can't remember the last time he made an appearance for Forrest. So he is he is going to be rusty. He's come in and there's a lot of expectation around him because he's a great footballer. You know, he started his career here, gone on to have a fairly decent career in, and played in the Premier League with Bournemouth and a decent standard in the championship with the likes of Fulham and Forest. So him coming in is exciting. I'm, I'm really excited about. And there was probably, you know, given everything that's going on at the moment and the negativity, there's too much pressure on these players' shoulders that are coming in, you know, like the Jonathan Lecos, like the Harry Artas, uh, like the Pap Suarez, to hit the ground running immediately. You know, Pap Suarez barely played a game of football in years. The same Harry Arter hasn't played much. Jonathan has played a bit at Birmingham, but struggled to get in the side, and that's why he's on loan to us. We're piling so much pressure on these players coming in Um, And it's going to burn them out. Like you said, Jonathan Lecco probably was, was blowing after what, 20 minutes yesterday because he's not fully fit. Harry Arter got through the 90 yesterday, which is a bit of a miracle. You know, Pat Suarez came off early in the, in the second half, um, did okay, but it didn't set the world alight. And, but I don't think anyone did. So um, yeah, you know, there's time for, for Arter to make an impact. And and I do think he will, I think he's going to be a very important player for us, Mm -hmm. but he needs to be given the time. And at the moment, it's hard for fans to accept giving a player time because yeah. of how bad we are.
2: And just very quickly, I mean, we we, we should have a word for um, Elliot Lee did OK when he came on, but particularly Corey Blackett-Taylor. Um, you know, certainly for me, the, the, the only real bright spark from yesterday.
3: Yeah, I thought it was absolutely outstanding. And that is massive credit to him because when he came in, there was a bit of disappointment um, with, you know, track record being at Tramere, being released by Tramere a few Rumours about potential attitude, you know, and, and dropping off if a team's up against it. You know, we were up against it yesterday, but he didn't, he didn't put his foot off the gas whatsoever. He came on and gave 110%, and he's probably the only player that can say that yesterday. Really impressed with him. Um, and I think he's, he's put himself in that starting 11 for Tuesday. Why not? You know, he came on, looked dangerous, caused absolute nightmares in an area that we hadn't threatened at all for the entire game um and yeah really really pleased for him because like you say he he came with a bit of a a reputation for not being the best of players in in terms of attitude but his performance against Crawley in the Cup was outstanding. Uh, and when he came on yesterday, I thought he was magnificent. So I really do hope I see him in that starting eleven on Tuesday.
2: Excellent stuff. Right, then, uh, he's a man under pressure. Let's hear from Nigel Adkins. I spoke to the Alex Boss after the game at Wickham and asked for his thoughts on the defeat at Adams Park. Well,
6: listen, we knew it was going to be a challenging fixture because obviously Gareth Ains was doing a great job here It's. Um... Wickham for many many years they've just come down from the championship they've got a way of playing it's very difficult to play against obviously I've changed the formation to to try and deal with that and everyone could see you know the ball's coming forward we had to deal with that and you know for the first half hour we've done really really well and then for me you know we knew they were going to press onto us could we bypass that press and just think the ball over the top maybe we didn't do it with the quality that we needed to do but then likewise there's an opportunity to play through and uh, maybe we didn't do that as well as we could have gone and done um, and obviously Gareth McCleary scores a goal bang on half time that changes the complexion of the, of the game if you like we've come out and again from my point of view I think the introduction of Corey Blackettale was really good you know he's, he's come on there Pape's done really well in the, in the time that he's played it's his first start for us uh, we knew we got several players who were not ready to play 90 minutes of football yet. We're trying to introduce them all to it. But Corey Blackett-Taylor's done really well. And then, like, Elliot Lee replacing Jonathan Leeko as well, just maybe to link the play a little bit more. But Harry Arter making his first start for the game. George Dobson coming back in midfield. Um, so, and obviously, we then had a, ra- a late rally towards the end. Great header from Sam Lavelle in a set-piece. And, obviously, there was oohs and ours then. that Things maybe didn't drop, but, unfortunately, we've ended up on the... The wrong score, the wrong side of a 2 1 scoreline again.
2: Disappointment again that Tron really struggled to impose themselves upon the fixture until those final five minutes.
6: Well, I think you've got to turn around and have a look at the opposition as well because they know they're going to press. You know, Gareth's team, they're not going to allow you five seconds on the ball. And then I'm talking about when we do get the ball, have we got the quality to go and bypass that? And that's something obviously we've got to keep working on.
2: Obviously, um, the results will just mean that the, the pressure will be ramping up and, and the fans have started to have their say today. How difficult is it to, to sort of deal with all that whilst trying to get your side out of a rut as well?
6: Well, listen, that, that's football. You know, we're all, we're all aware of that. Uh, the, the fans on the large have been great getting right behind the, the players. I, I understand the frustration because at the end of the day, you know, Charlton, we need to be getting out of this division. We need to be winning every single game that we're looking to go and play. And we haven't done that today. And, but you could see the supporters, we're right behind the team. Uh, but obviously, when we didn't, we didn't you know, we've didn't. we gone behind. It makes it a little bit more challenging. That's that's what happens. It's human nature. Uh, how do you get around it? We're back in again tomorrow. We've got an honest, hard-working group of players. Um, and we've all just got to you know, get ourselves ready for the next game, which is going to be a good one at uh, Gillingham on Tuesday.
2: Obviously, it has, it has been a very disappointing start. Obviously, no, one, no one's trying to, to come away from that. But I think the the fact that it's it's not just the results, I think a lot of fans feel that Charlton haven't really been in as many games as, as they'd expect to. Is that a fair
6: comment? Listen, I think when we look at last season, when i have come in, we've, we've um, we established a formation of a 1-4-3-3, of three, three, if you like. Uh, changed it in one game when we played Accrington, and that was like horses for courses, in the nature they played, like we've gone and done today. Um, Alex Gilby was a big part of that, by the way. But, you know, we, we lost one of the of the ten games, and we've done all right. And we've started this season looking to do that. Obviously, we lost personnel. The youngsters have done, done great. And now the last couple of games, we went with a two in a good win against Crewe. A few more players come in, excellent victory, six against Crawley. Uh, obviously, it was disappointing last week against Cheltenham for the first half. Second half was a little bit better, but we we're on the wrong scoreline. Um, from my point of view, and my teams have always played football, always played out, um, and that's where we're trying to build towards. What we've got now is, that, is a large group of players now that have just come in. Uh, competition for places that talk about is important. But everyone's got we've got to find that identity and that, that way of playing that's going to give ourselves an opportunity to win the games of football yeah, because as you rightly say there now it's you know you need to start getting points on, on the board and if you, we haven't got that luxury of trying to find a way to go and play it's kind of like you've got to find a way to play but you've got to go and win the next game of football as well that's where as you say the pressure comes from was it the expectation of winning the next
2: game? You mentioned yourself after the the game last weekend against Cheltenham that you, I think you were getting a bit frustrated that Cheltenham looked to be going long. Perhaps maybe that's the the easy method at times. Do you think sometimes the players seem to fall into that trap again today? Because I felt the fans behind the goal every time a long ball went in, they they, they felt yeah. a bit distra- a, a bit uh, disappointed with it. Yeah,
6: I said that to the players before the game and uh, and during the game and at time The whole idea we knew they would come and press, and ultimately what we were trying to do was suck them in so we could play three against three in their half of the pitch. You know, with a Jaden Stockley, with a Jonathan Lico, uh and a Connor Washington, uh, because if you wanted to go and play, we knew they're going to press, and then they they drop back a little bit and try and block the, the space, and then there's a space to go and play. Did we create that enough? Did we were we brave enough to get on the ball at that time to go and do it? That's something we've got to go and work on. And the players, they made it perfectly clear. You know, I want us to be a passing side, but likewise, you have to understand as well. Sometimes confidence can can wane. Um, people will play a safer pass more than not. Um, we do have a big target man who's very effective, in Jaden Scott Stockley. You know, maybe what I have to do is take him out of the equation, and you don't. You, you're forced to play a little bit more. Um, but I don't really want to be. I it's time for me to to con, to reflect and contemplate. Because I say Jaden's one of the best strikers in the league.
2: Yeah, I because mean, you did make six changes coming, so it's clear you are still trying to find this sort of winning formula with that side, with your new players coming. You still. I mean, how long do you think it will take to sort of get that gel in and find your best 11? Well, as
6: I said, for me, I've wanted to find, when I came here, find a, a way of playing and build the identity. We've changed the shape today obviously when we look at you might do that three or four times in a season respective of how the opposition are you've got to deal with that you know you can see how direct they are and they're very very good at it having been in the championship last season having gareth been here for many many years the way they want to go and play and press and get the ball forward and playing your half of the pitch you know and you've got to deal with the second ball win the first one win the second one it's not easy to play against you know and then when you do get the ball you've got to go and play so we knew this was going to be a challenging fixture um, unfortunately, we've come on the wrong side of the 2-1 scoreline.
2: i just ask for uh, some updates on some of the players who were sort of left out today, the likes of, of Charlie Kirk, who, who was in the stand near us, and DJ and Ben Watson. Have they, they picked up injuries? Or Matthews, is it just no, changing? No, and Adam I, Matthews as well. No,
6: as, as we just highlighted there, we've now got a very big squad of players from a small squad of players. You can only pick 11. So herein lies the situation. We've got like the lads come off the bench. Uh, we've got a run of games now. I'm sure everybody's going to be involved in it. You know, we've got... As I said, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Uh, and because of that, you know, competition for places is important. I'd like us to just be playing that that one way, but we've got to show that adaptability. Um, but likewise, you've got to go and win the games of football as well.
2: you about trying to take that last five minutes into Tuesday now at Gillingham.
6: Well, listen, it's uh, as I said, it's um, the next game's the most important one. We've got to get ready for that now.
8: Good challenge by Gunther and Charlton can break here. It's three on two. John Simi switches the play across to Washington. Washington, ball forward to Stockley. Can he get there?
6: Stockley, still in it. Jadon Stockley! Charlton, yeah. crew now. A great counter-attack from the addicts. Washington, calm composed on the ball. Fast forward to Stockley. He just let the ball run across him. Takes it past Jessica Lernan and finishes...
2: Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Just before the break, there we heard from uh, Nigel Adkins. Um, oh, pressures there, obviously. Asked him about about the chance, and uh, you know he's, he's, he's not going to say anything other than, than the fans are entitled to their own opinion. But obviously, one one thing I did ask him is about the fact that we resort to the long ball so often, and and he dropped a hint that he may look to take Jaden Stockley out of the equation. Um, is that the answer? I mean, it is, uh, funnily enough, I had just put that in my takeaways piece that I'd written at full time because I mean we need to find a way to not do that and and if it means not having Jaden in the side for a while just to try and impose an identity on, on the team is that the way to go about it?
3: Um, I'd like to think that it wasn't only because he's one of our key players you know we signed him for a fee um, I'd rather actually try and play to his strengths more uh, have someone alongside him to try and help take that pressure off rather than just lumping to him aimlessly all the time. Um it would feel a bit like a punishment to Jaden if we were to just take him out because of the of the way other people were trying to play. Um but if it's the only way that we can get this system um out of our systems, if you like, um then maybe we need to try it out and see what happens, but I I'd, I'd like to think that we can work around it because I don't think it would be fair on dropping Jaden because his performances haven't been the worst it's just that we're lumping it to him aimlessly and he's he's being marked out of games and when he is winning the headers he seems to be penalized for for fouling a player so yeah i'd like to see us try and have someone alongside him to support him rather than drop him out completely
2: Mm. all right let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in uh we've got our views from the fans bar um a feature coming up as well. My brother's just tweeted in for the first time ever, so Stockley needs to be kept out of the team. It may mean that we stop playing the silly hoofball. There we go, it's almost like he was listening live, which he's not. But um, There we go, so that's his answer to that. Um, but yeah, plenty of you have tweeted and emailed in. Don't be too offended if we don't get to you, because again, I'm sure if you look on our, our social media channels, that plenty of people have sent messages, so we're not going to be able to get to all of them. Uh, but you know, once again, thank you to everyone who has uh, sent in stuff. And don't forget, actually, after the game against Gillingham, uh, you'll see Benji and Lewis floating around outside Priestfield or or possibly on the train back. Uh, towards London after the game. So make sure you go up to them and speak to them into our microphones and get your views on Thursday's podcast. But Charlton uh, FC Boy says, I think Nigel Atkins made the wrong decision to play five at the back. Uh, it was uh, slightly more defensive than usual. I'm not a fan of a five, if I'm honest. Uh, the players are still playing the long ball, uh, still second to every ball. There's no urgency in the team either uh, to go and score. Uh, Corey Blackett-Taylor needs to definitely start on Tuesday, though, against Gillingham. Him, Lee and Lavelle uh, were the only players who made... A uh, impact uh, yesterday. Uh, It was genius from. A, a night from uh, from Ainsworth, according to Craig Bond. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we did, they didn't create an identity uh, today. That's what the uh, the Wiccan manager said. Uh, he says even the opposition can work it out. Jack says, easy. Uh, when I said what needs to change, he says we need a new manager. There's plenty out there uh, who would want it. Addicted 2021 says, go all out for Chris Wilder. Uh, he just gave an interview saying he'd consider League One if the project was ambitious and progressive. Uh, it's the most cr- critical uh, Roll, yes, he'll be more expensive, but at least try and get him. Uh, JJ can get the lads playing uh, with pride uh, from Tuesday onwards in the meantime. Timsey uh, says, tactically, we've been shocking this season. The team has no identity. I honestly couldn't tell what style of football uh, Nigel Atkins is trying to instill. Uh, we hear how good training is, but on match days, it's like no one has a clue. We never have a presence uh, in the midfield. Uh, and then he adds, to me, it seems Adkins is struggling uh, with not knowing his players, but also struggling with the quality of tactics being used against him in league one Uh, the quality in this league uh, has moved on to a much higher level uh, since he's last managed a club in it Daniel says two more games otherwise it's adios uh, to Nigel Adkins Chris says get the feeling that either the players don't believe in the tactics or some of them just aren't passionate enough was impressed with Corey Blackett Taylor and Elliot Lee when they came on Uh, both tried to make stuff happen in attack but we left it too late to get anything from the game uh, we need a reaction on Tuesday. Louis K says, personally, we need a new manager. Uh, the tactics Adkins are playing uh, just uh, just aren't working. Uh, he says, if Neil Harris comes in, assuming the rumours about him being at Adams Park are true, and then they might as well relegate us now. Uh, well, I saw someone say he was there. I'd be shocked if if Thomas was just reeling out a new manager to sit behind the current one. It's, you know Managers go and watch games all the time. I wouldn't read too much into it if anyone was there. Uh, David Young says, uh, whilst we would agree uh, with your assessment, uh, how would anyone complain, uh, complete? Sorry, explain the complete difference when compared uh, with the end of last season. That's that's one of the things that confuses us the most. Obviously, Lewis, is that Nigel did well towards the end of last season? Why why is it so different this year?
3: Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? I, I don't, I can't even put my finger on it. I have no idea, but whether it's because we just haven't had the pre-season we wanted or something, I don't know. But the way that we're lining up at the moment and the way we're churning out these performances is is alarming and worrying because like we've said earlier on in the show where our ambition this season is to get promoted or be in that top 6 and be in the picture but we already find ourselves you know what is it sort of 10 points off it something like that maybe even more so 9 you know, 9 at the moment 9 <laughs> so yeah great. it's not ideal exactly and like we say if the season's over and by the end of september something's seriously wrong so yeah it's i can't put my finger on it don't understand why uh, i don't think we've properly replaced an EK. if you got you got to think how many points we picked up by bringing chucks off the bench and making that impact we haven't done that and we, we haven't been able to do that because we haven't had the bodies in and now we do we're trying to get those bodies up to speed so that that's probably a big factor
2: Right, uh, DFT says we need a change of manager and quick and Dave says quite simply I would play four four two. Wickham were playing championship football last season uh, and were unlucky to get relegated I would have settled for a point Nigel Atkins talks a good game the supporters are entitled to voice their opinions ultimately it's up to Thomas Sangard Sir Darcy <coughs> excuse me, says as each match passes I really really want to see something or hear something which makes me believe that Mr Adkins is the right man at this time for Charlton Athletic uh, I wasn't convinced when he first joined yesterday's evidence continue to suggest that he is not I'm afraid Ken says nice guys don't get results we're second best in every department no guts no glory if we don't act soon it will be too late it's a a results based industry and the results so far are clear for all to see Maka says all I say if we're losing or lose on Tuesday night it will become very toxic and the blame doesn't just lay with Nigel Atkins. the players need to take a look at themselves uh, as well useless uh, the lot of them and Mark says it looks to me like Adkins has lost the dressing room as players are not playing to the instructions giving the hitting long ball to Stockley is a waste of time as it just gives possession away need the ball to play from midfield and pass the ball on the floor I fear that Nigel will be gone soon yeah I mean we heard in my interview there Lewis I did ask Nigel Adkins about the, the long ball thing and he says that he said it before the game he said it at half time. He said it after the game he wants him to pass the ball but obviously they're not they're not listening to him
3: yeah, exactly that. It's all when you're coming out and saying you don't want them playing that way, but why are we? Like, you know, and it is alarming. If if he is forcing into them all week to play a certain way and then we're going out on a pitch on a Saturday or a Tuesday and lumping it along to Stockley, which is the opposite of what he wants, then there's something seriously wrong there. I don't think that's fully it. I think that the ultimate aim is to lump for Stockley because we were doing it last season as well. That's the that's the mainstay. Kick it along to Stockley Um, but when it's not working, be able to pass around it and, and try and build up from the back. But we, we can't do it. We just get desperate. We, you know, fans get on the back because we're performing badly and we're trying to force something out of it by lumping it along to Stockley and hoping it comes off and it, it isn't because people have sussed that out. It's it's an easy way of mm. defending, you know. It, people have worked us out. What six games into the season?
2: Yeah, and Allen just says I said a couple of weeks ago that Stockley is the problem. Uh, we played better ten minutes yesterday without him, and also in the Crawley game uh, as we were able to play the ball on the ground. I feel sorry for Stockley as Adkins should be in training, working on getting to the here, the ball to him without. Uh, uh, going for the long ball. right? Robert says, Adkins comes across as being too nicey-nicey. I'm not one for being too hasty about saying managers must go, uh, but I can't see these dire performances changing overnight. So on the basis, sorry, Nigel, hand it over to JJ and Jason Newell for a temporary role. Passion and steel is needed. Tyler says, it was horrific. The worst football I've seen since the Slade era. Uh, The only positive was Corey uh, Corey Blackett uh, Taylor. For me, Adkins has to fix this. He's tactically clueless. And is well past it. James says nothing is working. No part of the lineup is clicking uh, in a way for us to build around. Little, if any, time uh, left to salvage uh, the season. Simon says when Thomas said Premier League in five years, I didn't realize he meant the Isthmian Premier. He's out of his depth, ruining. Uh, sorry, running the club. Uh, he needs to get an inexperienced football CEO. He said he can run a successful club by keeping it simple, but hiring Jed Roddy has made it. Uh, complicated uh, uh, Rick says uh, people were warned about this dinosaur but no Mr Positive sucked most in uh, actions are better than words uh, make the most of your day people uh, that's from Rick and uh, I mean, this last one Adkins needs to win five in a row to save himself from the sack and he's got two hopes Bob Hope and no hope and Bob's dead and that's from a Smaverick uh, as well right uh, let's hear some uh, from some fans who were there yesterday uh, and spoke to Lewis after the game as well this is our, our new feature we've been doing this season probably. The the worst time to start this feature because, uh, or maybe the best, because a lot of fans want to get some stuff uh, off their chest. This is the views from the fans, but after yesterday's performance uh, at Adams Park.
5: I thought we were were poor all over, pretty much. We played periods of alright football, but I think at the end of the game, it doesn't matter because we conceded two poor goals. And last 10, 15, we were alright, but it counts for nothing because... We just weren't good enough all together. just didn't expect much else today against Wickham. Um, we were worse
8: than we were last week, which is hard to believe. Um, it's hard to say what's going wrong too, because he's trying different players. The one minute they're in, one minute they're out. He's obviously thinking of uh, giving people a chance as well. But at the moment, I don't think it's, it's about individuals. It's about the team, the way the team is playing and that's not right, whatever's going wrong. We just kept
7: poofing it to uh, to Jaden, who who just either wasn't getting a touch of it or we just knock it onto himself. And I think at half time, not that I blame him, I think we should have taken him off and tried something differently. Um, And it was just too little too late in the last five minutes, really. I I mean, I can't believe we almost snatched it. Because I think that would have been an apology to Wickham, really, I think, you know, um, for us to have snatched it, but we almost did. I think he
8: can only work with the tools he's got. And um, I I think in his heart of hearts, he would wish he had different players out there. Um, I think we left a lot of things too late. We didn't get the players we wanted and he's making the most of what he's got at the moment. But when you see the impact that people like Blackett Taylor and Elliot Lee make when they come on, you know, Elliot Lee's got quick feet, quick brain, and that's what we need a little bit more of. You can get the ball into people's feet like that around the box, he can make things happen. You get the ball out wide to Blackett Taylor, he was taking three people away. Which created space for other people. It's one you know, of the reasons of I think we it, did yeah. better in the in the last few minutes. It was all about Blackett Taylor and Lee Elliott creating those opportunities. You know, so that that's two positives, and I think we must be looking at those and saying those two have got to start. You know, they're worth. And I minutes.
7: hate, I hate it when you're calling for the head of the manager so early in the season. But but I, last week he was right to be angry in the changes. But it hasn't worked this week. In fact, I, I agree with Gary, I think we're worth this week overall than we were against Cheltenham, At least the second half we looked good until Cheltenham started to break the game up and be be quite cynical and we hadn't got a response to that to be honest with you, apart from injury time today we didn't look like we had a hope of doing anything, and it could have been worse it could have been 3 or 4, it could have been out of sight before we even got that late goal so you have to look at um, Atkins tactically, but I I don't like their you know they you're not fit to wear the shirt I think that's I think you save that for when you think your team just hasn't tried and I think the team some of the players are working really really hard today but it's
8: just they're just not working as a team you know, he's got a big job on I wouldn't want it but no I
5: think it's too early to blame the manager I reckon Atkins could be out if this maybe today maybe Tuesday if we lose again but it doesn't look good yeah I, I can't see us getting many points out of that, if any, to be honest. And um, I reckon if it continues, maybe Tuesday, maybe next Saturday. But if it continues, he's definitely out in the next couple of games.
2: There we go. Thanks to those fans who, who spoke to Lewis. Uh, Lewis, I've put you on the spot a little bit to keep going out and getting these. But I mean, it, it's, it's good that people can speak sort of with a level head after the game. But at the same time, you know, give us their very honest opinions.
3: Yeah, 100%. You know, I'm really enjoying doing the feature because, like you say, you're you're capturing the fans' emotions immediately after the full-time whistle, you know, and it helps, you know, like you say, get their their sort of concerns off their chest early doors and and get it out on the show, which is great. So cheers to everyone for keep getting involved in it. Um, It's just a shame that they're not more positive at the moment, but hopefully we, we turn it around and, and we get those more positive reactions um, hmm. later on in the season.
2: Yeah, right. Let's have a look at a few emails then as well. Hi to Jonathan West from the Upbeat, so. Uh, who sent us his regards I hope you're well mate Uh, Chris says uh, we uh, were good for the first 20 minutes and then absolute rubbish they didn't look like a team a lack of pressing it felt like uh, there was no plan I was pleased when Nigel Atkins was appointed and he certainly raised the bar at the end of last season I'm pretty sure he works all week telling the players how he wants them to play uh, but whatever he is telling them it's not getting through as we keep being served up this second rate football I don't know uh, what the answer is but I suspect Thomas has the hardest decision yet uh, to make and uh, my daughter had to sit through that as her first child Game, I go- We will never see her again. I'm sorry, Chris, that that happened. Uh, but she will never attend a game again after that. I mean, hopefully, she enjoyed the excitement of being in a, a raucous atmosphere as well. We, we should say, actually, Lewis, the, the away fans were, were loud yesterday, weren't they? they were excellent.
3: Yeah, outstanding as usual. Really, really loud. gee the team on? They were right behind them from the from the start, obviously. But you know, once it starts going going sour, it goes sour. Because, especially when we're following in such. Such big numbers, but yeah, fans were incredibly vocal yesterday mm. and a good, a good laugh with the old firework display before kick-off as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a laugh for me. That was going off about 15 yards in front of my face at the exact time I was on air on, on Radio London doing my intro and I listened back to it. It, it sounded like I was sort of coming from from a war zone basically and I nearly got smoked out as well but yeah that was uh, completely unnecessary but there we go right uh, Richard Church hi guys obviously disappointed with how things are going I've been reflecting on how all the good times Charlton have had have been uh, when we've been managed by people with Charlton in their blood Andy Nelson Mike Bailey uh, he says Lenny Lawrence question mark and Alan Kerbisley Chris Powell and Lee Bowyer and uh, maybe we're just one of those clubs that work best when coached and managed by those who really feel uh, what this club is all about I think it's probably too soon to sack Nigel uh, let's give 10 games but if he is to go then i'd really like to see jj and jason you'll be given the chance to turn things around for us thanks for a great show as always uh, i know it must be tough uh, when we're losing that's from uh, richard yeah it's always certainly tough on on days like today Uh, but yeah that's certainly an idea I've seen muted by a few people McSquared says "Uh, I hate to say it uh, but I'm beginning to think that Nigel Adkins uh, days could already be numbered the team is showing no signs of improvement we've come far too one dimensional and predictable, and Nigel is sounding uh, like a broken record any success we've had in the uh, last 30 years has been with a former player uh, like Curbs Powell or Boja at the helm and no outsider uh, has impressed therefore maybe it is time to give JJ and Jason a go with Curbs in as an advisor or mentor I'm pretty sure it couldn't be any worse in the current situation action uh, is required urgently otherwise it's going to end up uh, in League 2 and we should know Uh, when we should have been challenging for automatic promotion. If anything, we seem to have gone backwards since Atkins took over from Lee Boyer. The Grim Reaper is already waiting uh, in the winds. Right, Tony says, Morning, gents. Thanks, as always, for your shows. I thought I'd best do this when I was sober this morning. I can't see past uh, this at the moment. Uh, I'm starting to believe we need to change Atkins. The uh, tactics are just so poor. We look quite clueless, if I'm honest. No real patterns of play and players don't seem to know the roles and responsibilities. I honestly can't see how this can be changed when we've had all of pre-season to embed uh, this. I know we've had new players who need time, uh, but if we just look at what we're trying to do uh, rather than who is trying to do it, I think we would all come to the same conclusion. To topping off, to topic off, Adkins doesn't recognise the away support yesterday. Uh, to, to me, it appears that he knows that the wheels are coming off this cart quickly. That's from Tony and Elton. Yeah, so I did see a couple of uh, people mention that, that Nigel doesn't clap the away fans. I mean, to be fair, I think he's... In a bit of a no-win situation there, because if he does come over and clap him, he's going to look like he's taking a mick a little bit after after the chanting and and whatnot throughout the game. So I, I understand why he didn't, but at the same time, I understand that sometimes you, you like to see that the the manager sort of. Uh, acknowledge you i guess right duncan i was there yesterday i'm afraid to say i can't see how adkins can turns it around what surprises me and frustrates me for the second week running uh, following a week's worth on the training ground before the game is that we were out played out for and outfought. whatever he is doing it isn't working probably what sums up where we are at the moment is when we scored there wasn't a, a wall of noise to rouse the players to equalize we just sarcastically sang that we scored a goal in my view the reason for this Uh, is is those who hadn't left early not criticising those uh, who did though Uh, we all knew that we deserved absolutely nothing uh, from the game it would have been a travesty and embarrassing uh, if we ended up uh, with a draw he said two things stood out for me yesterday Stockley does not move around enough to make himself available for balls into feet uh, if uh, if like the last few games he's dominated by the opposition centre-backs and we've got nothing it says Akin Fainwo's distribution is awful every long ball he hits goes out of play or to the opposition to cap off a miserable performance he was asleep uh, for the second goal and Duncan uh, adds so pleased I've got tickets for Gillingham yeah, it's, uh, yeah a lot of people possibly regretting that decision but who knows maybe that'll be the game where it all turns around uh, Phil uh, says another shocking performance overall hopefully Nigel will put the three up top uh, theory to bed. After that, we need to play two up top and closer together. Having three, whoever the personnel is, seems to makes us have three individuals too far apart to feed uh, off each other. It's a must-win game on Tuesday against Gillingham. A defeat uh, would be a disastrous dom richardson says hi guys uh, david jarvis tweeted earlier about how charlton managers who've done well for the club have all had a prior connection to charlton this was my worry when nigel adkins came in despite previous successes how much of a problem do you guys think that nigel is compared to the other factors so the question is really and it is i guess we've discussed it but how, how much of this comes down to nigel and how much of it comes down to those exenuating circumstances
3: i think we need to know the answer sooner rather than later yeah i totally agree i, I- I don't think that this all falls at Nigel's door. I don't think the blame can be fully on him. I I think that there are mistakes made in the build-up to the season, and I think we've just underestimated it. and And that's something we're we're suffering with now. But also, the way that you know the way the performances are at the moment, and and the way we're lining up, the way we're playing, Nigel has to take responsibility for that. That's that's not in the boardroom or or anywhere else. You know, that's purely what's happening at the training ground. Are they listening? If they're not listening, why aren't they listening? Um, those, they're those reasons for that. But I do think that he's been handed a, a bit of a, a trump card, really, because he probably wanted to be better prepared for the season, like I said earlier, and we weren't, and that's not his fault. So the blame can't fall solely on Nigel, but sadly the football manager is the person that leads the team out every Saturday and a, and a Tuesday or whatever. And at the moment he's leading it out to defeat most times.
2: Excellent stuff. Right, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, it's, it's, it's been a tough show, as I'm sure you can imagine. Thanks to everyone uh, who's tweeted and emailed in. And as I've mentioned, uh, sorry if there's there's a few tweets and emails we haven't been able to get to, but we've got quite a few that have come through. Um, but yeah, I think I think we should call it a day there. Uh, hopefully, we will see a Charlton side you uh, perform a little bit better uh, when we travel to Gillingham on Tuesday. A short journey. Uh, Thank God it's not a Derby game. Otherwise, it'd be really high pressure. But there we go. Uh, No one really cares about Gillingham. Uh, But we do care about Cheltenham, and we need to see a performance. Um, So, yeah, thanks for everyone who's who's tuned in and and, uh, sent your messages in. Lewis, uh, thanks for joining me on the show this evening
3: no worries mate see you at Gillingham
2: yeah looking forward to it already don't forget after the game against Gillingham look out for Benji and for Lewis who will be after your post-match reaction for Thursday's pod and uh, make sure you tune in on Thursday as we look back uh, at whatever happens at Gillingham hoping and praying that we can finally turn this season around I think I've said that about 12 times already this season there we go right I've been Louis Medes thanks for listening we'll see you again on Thursday